For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts. You're listening to The Morning Mix here on RNIB Connect Radio. It's that time of week again. It's my favourite time of week. It's David Georgenson time. Hello, you. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. I'm just laughing because, uh, do you know, my parents used to nickname me I Want It Now. <laughs> I'm not surprised, yes. That was, that was my nickname. That was what they called me when I was a child. I Want It Now. So every time yes. I hear that song, I can... <laughs> <laughs> Have you had a good week, Mr. Georgenson? It's been all right, yeah, quite quiet, actually, very calm. <laughs> I watched the NTAs the other night, the National Television Awards, so that was fun. Didn't get my invite in the post, sadly, but I, I watched it on television while I had my tea, so, yeah, that was fine. That was about the highlight of the week, frankly. Oh, did you, have you been to the NTAs before? No, you know, when I worked for the magazine, mm-hmm. um, they used to, we used to get tickets and I never got the chance to go. It was always somebody else who went, so I never got the chance to go. And I'm not sure I fancy it, to be honest, because it's in, it's in the O2, which is a massive arena, the, the old Millennium Dome that was built at the turn of the millennium. And um, it's a, I've been there before for events and it's absolutely huge. It's so huge. And uh, like if you're sitting at the back, like, you'd have to rely on the TV screens to, to see anything because everyone would like ants. So it's, um, so, yeah, I'm not sure I fancy it, to be honest. Um I'm quite happy to sit home and watch it on TV. I think you would probably see more of it on TV, if you know what I mean, see more of what was going on. Um, I know that I've only been to one kind of big award ceremony, um, which was like the the Sony Awards years ago uh, at the Grosvenor in London. And uh, honestly, it was just like having a dinner. The awards part of it was just kind of like, right, let's get that out of the way and uh, just enjoy ourselves. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I know what you it's mean. Really. Sorry? It's the best way for it to do it, really. Yes. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, listen, it's been a great week in the soaps. And uh, I was really sorry. Now, I've missed an episode here. It was something to do with football. And I don't know where it went uh, up here in Scotland, certainly. But um, Debbie is back. And uh, she's back with Sarah, who unfortunately is uh, poorly again. She's got throat cancer. And Sarah is, uh, yes, and played by a, a different little girl this time as well, which some people have noticed. So, uh, yes, apparently um, the producer, when when they announced that uh, Charlie was coming back, Charlie plays uh, Debbie, of course, uh, uh, he said that they've changed the little girl who plays Sarah because of an upcoming storyline. So, yes, I'm not sure at all what that could mean and uh, uh, in terms of what is going to happen, but they clearly have decided that she's going to be in it quite a lot more than and server used to be and uh yeah it's it, it's going to be quite dramatic indeed now added on top of this of course with what has happened to her but uh, uh it looks like uh debbie is on the run as well she's avoiding the police and uh, some some the, the, we've had some heavies coming in looking for her as well and yeah it's, it's all about oof, what on earth is uh, debbie brought back with her well, exactly. I mean, it's all kind of everything's kind of up in the air for Debbie at the moment. And of course, the family are all rallying around trying to, you know, support her and get this money that she needs for this proton beam uh, therapy that's apparently going to be, you know, better than going through chemo again. But, you know, I, I did wonder actually why it was a different actress uh, that was playing Sarah. And I kind of wondered about Andy as well, because obviously Diane, uh, you know, her grandkids are back and, um, you know, she's going Gonna, you know she's gonna wonder you know how how is Andy gonna fit into all this because obviously Andy's on the run but well, that's the thing as well yeah and you we have no idea what has been going on with Andy at all we've not really received him much in the way of updates from him at all and 
Hello, are you there? Oh yes, I can hear you. Yes. Oh, that was very strange. Sorry, I just got. I just got. Someone's got a completely different voice in my ear. That's <laughs> <laughs> very strange. That's Debbie Dingle who came on. No, do you know something? It's, it is. it's probably my um, other personality. Sorry about that. Well, yeah, one of them, <laughs> yes. Um, but yes, it's it's all a bit much, and uh, yeah, how uh, Diane is going to react to this, and uh, when it all you know becomes common knowledge, and and all the rest of it is basically seen because Diane has been on the warpath recently, trying to uh, stand up for Andy, and uh, it doesn't look like Andy's coming back anytime soon. I've heard no rumours that Andy is coming back, and he seems to be enjoying in real life fatherhood, and is rallying and rally carring and everything else. So, yeah, it's going to be quite interesting to see if Diane can be placated. Oh, I think he'll be back at some point. I think he'll get bored of uh, nappies uh, at some mm-hmm. point and he'll want to come back to acting. Um, I, I always think it must be difficult for, for you know, an actor to to leave, to do something which, you know, is completely different or to, to go away and be, you know, from that kind of... And I don't mean this to sound awful because we all have ego, but, you know, you're constantly having your ego massaged if you're in, you know, the, the limelight. It must be really difficult sort of going to nothing. <laughs> They're not Hollywood stars. No, <laughs> I know, I know, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't think, that, yeah, I, I, know, I know what you mean. It is when you go from being on the limelight and on TV five or six times a week to, to not being on the TV five or six times a week, it can be a bit different, yeah. And uh, it's quite interesting, actually. I, I've spoken to a few former soap stars in my time and, uh, and you know, they've all been doing stage work and things like that. And also the pace of life is really different compared to going into the studio because when you're a soap star, a lot of them compare it to, like, having a real job, if you know what I mean, because, you know, like, the rest of us, you know, we all go into an office nine to five whatever and it's a bit like that in a soap you know you have your set hours and you go in and you have your lunch break and other restaurant and when you're an actual jobbing actor you don't really have that you know you, you could be called anywhere to do anything and you know there's no set hours and that kind of thing so yeah the the pace of life would be a bit different but yeah it's uh i think everyone who's what i like to see in a soap is where everybody in the show wants to be there and you know and they're not just filling in the hours and i think at the moment all the soaps are, are fulfilling that so i'm, I'm happy enough Oh, yes, definitely. Well, I'll tell you something else that's kind of disturbing at the moment. Pierce, he's he's really, he's so creepy. He's so creepy. And last night we saw that, that you know, obviously Rona was going to have uh, dinner at Marlon's. You know, there's a few of them going and he's kind of making cracks at her, but all her exes being there and you know it's a small village Piers for goodness sake um, but I, I don't know it, it just seemed I didn't know where that was going to go when he started sort of kissing her outside and wanted to go a bit further than um, you know just a kiss and, and I thought oh no it's just, it, it just leaves the kind of hairs in the back of your neck standing up a bit doesn't it really creepy isn't it yeah Jonathan Radio plays me is doing it really well it's just, just you really he's quite charming and then he just turns and he's awful and and this is the cycle of abuse isn't it and it's just it's just really uncomfortable to watch and yeah uh, tonight's episode I don't think it's going to get any better at all I think uh, uh, Rowan is still going to be uh, really caught in a in, in Pierce's grasp and it's just it's really painful to watch Oh, it is. It's horrible. And uh, lastly, with with Emmerdale for the moment, we'll talk a bit about Ashley. Now, um, he's uh, he's just kind of getting worse and worse. And, you know, we Gabby is she's really kind of stepped up to the mark, but she's terrified that her dad's going to have to go um, to a home. And they're all trying to kind of support Laurel. But it just is so sad, isn't it? 
It is, and, and Gabby, you know, she's only a teenager herself, and you know, and, and this week she had to look after little Arthur, and then ended up having to look after Ashley as well. I mean, how on earth do you look after someone with dementia? You know, when you're that young, you know, you're just not ready to do it, and it is such a shame, and uh, and 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 yeah. It's so painful, isn't it? And, you know, and there's no escaping this at all. This is what real life is with someone who has dementia. And it's just, you, you, you cannot get away from this. And, and you know, the, the entire family is affected, but not just the family as well. It's like, you know, the charity campaigns have been trying to get over it. It's not a, just a family thing. It's a community thing as well. And, and I noticed that a, a supermarket up in uh, near you, actually, uh, near Glasgow, has, has introduced a slow lane so that people and the people who man that checkout can um uh, they're trained in it, it, dementia awareness and disability awareness and lots of different things so you go there and you're not rushed and nobody's having a go at you for being slow or you know taking your time putting your your groceries on there and and you know and it helps people to carry on with their independence but not you know as as, as we saw in the news uh, last week all these bullshit people telling people in wheelchairs they can't get on buses you know i don't want to go on a rant now about this but you know, you know this is the world we live in now where people don't really give other people a chance to to get on with their lives and do things and you know especially people with dementia who need do need to take take a step back and think about things or try and remember what is happening and to with them and uh, and yeah it's just it's just little steps like that to try and make life a bit easier for them and and but you know it's it's the family people you know who ultimately are the, the the carers and you know actually will have to go into a home at some point and it is so desperately sad to see I know. Actually, I'm just constantly aware of the fact that, you know, you do see that that when people have things like um, dementia or vascular dementia, they're not, you know, in the right frame of mind at times. They're not themselves at, at times. And, you know, I'm, I'm just frightened that, that Ashley's going to lash out again and I'm going to hurt Gabby. And, you know, I know it's a reality, but it's just it's such a hard watch. It really is. They're playing it so well and they've researched it so well, though. It's it's just incredible job they're doing it. Emmerdale. Yeah, and we have to just congratulate them as well. I should have said this right at the start. Like when I said the NTAs, the National Television Awards, Emmerdale won Best Soap, what Best Serial Drama, as they call it there. And uh, so, yeah, NTAs Best Soap for Emmerdale, well, well deserved. They have been absolutely fantastic all year round, especially with the Ashley special episode we had before Christmas. But everything that they've had this year, the the the, the motorway pile up, everything else, absolutely fantastic. So well done, Emmerdale. Absolutely. Now we've got another big crash to talk about, but we'll talk about that in just a second because we're moving on to Coronation Street. And uh, oh, Corey, Corey, Corey. I don't even know where to start with Corey. Um, it's, it's, it's been the aftermath again of obviously uh, Michelle and Steve losing their baby. And, you know, it's been very, very sad. We saw Michelle at breaking point. I mean, at one point we thought she was going to, you know, kill herself it, it was awful mm. um but you know steve is, it seems to be a great supporter i'm 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 just very worried about you know what's going to happen when uh, the big revelation comes out that leanne is having steve's baby and of course we heard today that uh, nick is going to be leaving Ben Price has said he's leaving. Yeah, he plays Nick. He's, he said he's going to be leaving Coronation Street. Nobody's expecting that at all. So, yeah, it's going to be quite interesting to see uh, see how Nick is written out and how that affects the, 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 the Platt Tilsley family, McIntyre, <laughs> whatever their surname is at the moment. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see that now. And uh, is he going to be leaving for good or not? That is the big question. Well, exactly. And, uh, of course, everything's kind of uh, gone a bit wonky with um, uh, Andy. 
Uh, now, we don't know where he is. It's looking like Phelan might have bumped him off. So the last we saw of Andy, he was on the ground and Phelan was stood over him with a toolkit and uh, whacked it across his head, by all accounts. And we haven't seen him since. So, yeah, where is Andy? I've got a feeling he's alive, but I've no idea where he could be. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I just... I just... With a broken nose, probably. Yes, oh, absolutely. Do you know, I always think it's a bit strange. Whenever you see Pat Phelan in real life, he's wearing a cravat, a flat cap and so a pair funny. of glasses. And he's so lovely in real life as well. He's so friendly and talks to everyone and poses for pictures. And he's the complete opposite of feeling. Yeah, he's. I, I love it when they're like that, though. I love it when they're really villainous on screen, but absolutely really lovely in real life. And uh, yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. I think Conor McIntyre is the man who plays him, and he's just having the time of his life. I think he's really enjoying it. And uh, you know, as we all said at the start, you know, when Feeling came back, it's on oh, why on earth have brought him back. What is going on? But he's one of the stars of the show now, isn't he? He's absolutely brilliant. Very much so. What else is happening in Corey at the moment? I kind of lost the thread with it a wee bit this week. Well, Michelle, I'll go back to Michelle and Steve very briefly. Is Michelle uh, grieving for baby Rory? Um, uh, Robert has been helping and they've been getting quite close. So as she said, with uh, what is going to happen when the news comes out about Leanne, I suspect it might send Michelle right back into the arms of Robert. And uh, yeah, I, I'm just wondering if uh, Michelle and Steve really do have a future. And then, of course, uh, we've got uh, Peter involved in all this now. Peter knows the secret and what is it on earth is he going to do with the information. Toya is... Uh, it's interesting things can go with Toya, actually. And uh, uh, let's just say there's a, a tiny little blast from the past next week for, for Toya that is going to complicate things for her and uh, and, and the, the what she wants out of her relationship with Peter as well. And uh, Leanne, obviously, is, is going to be finding out quite soon what on earth is going on as well. Uh, the last thing that Leanne needs is the stress, of course, being pregnant. And uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be uh, it's going to be uh, easy uh, easy sailing for her at all. So yeah, it's quite a bit going on in Coronation Street. Actually, it's uh, quite different from the rest of the soaps at the moment because we've got this really long running plot that just seems to be dragging everybody else into it. And yeah, it is re- yeah a bit strange. And uh, Jack P. Shepherd was interviewed uh, this week, and he was just talking about how uh, the, the Coronation Street's preparing to go to six episodes a week like Emmerdale does. How they're going to structure that, I do not know. I hope they don't do any weekend episodes. They used to do Sunday episode, didn't they? And uh, I don't think Saturday or Sunday are the right times of the week for us, so we're not in the frame of mind. It needs to be Monday to Friday. But uh, he said that uh, they used to have three big storylines going on, but at the moment they've got four. So, uh, yeah, it's quite, you know, you have to keep up with Coronation Street. You know? And uh, I think this is the way that people want to watch it. Now they want more updates about what is going on in everyone's lives in the show so yeah it's a a lot going on in coronation street david this this is i mean i love coronation street i love the soaps you know what i'm like i am total soap queen but i don't i don't have a life as it is if there's another episode (laughs) of coronation street that is me confined to the sofa for the majority of my life i think it's towards the end of the year i think it's that mid-summer beginning of autumn don't quote me in that but yeah it could be around then that the sixth episode is coming on on air so yeah six episodes of emmerdale six episodes of cory my goodness well there you go um listen let's move away from cory right now um and talk about probably the most exciting soap this week uh, which has been <laughs> eastenders now this bus <sighs> crash was just crazy came out of nowhere didn't it literally absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you if you if you haven't caught up then a bus 
uh, that was uh, driving uh, people like um, uh, Denise and and some of the uh, sort of the younger cast members, the school kids, uh, home from school and uh, and crashed into the mar- how it got to that market. I have no idea. The driver had a heart attack behind the wheel. Denise really bravely tried to help him but couldn't, and um, yeah, the bus crashed into the market and crashed into the bridge. I was expecting a bit of a a, tra- a, a Corrie style tram crash thing to happen with the tube train that was about to come across, but it didn't happen. Everyone was fine there. It crashed into the bridge and then um, there were people caught uh, in, in the wreckage. So we saw two episodes of people uh, um, fighting uh, to, to rescue people and the entire cast seemed to lift up the bus to get Martin from underneath. But then Mick realised that, that Whitney was still under there as well and they got Whitney out and uh, and then... <laughs> Shall we talk about what happened last night? It was a yes. bit busy. Yes. Okay, so so the only person who died in the bus crash, as far as we're aware, is the bus driver himself, who we've never met before. So we moved swiftly on from that into the hospital. So first of all, uh, Martin and Stacey, um, uh, reckon, uh, Stacey thought she'd lost Martin, and uh, it looked like he was fine. They said that Martin might have something wrong with his kidneys. They didn't really follow up on that. So unless Martin is has been given the all clear of Martin's pretending that nothing is wrong, I have no idea, but... Stacey had now decided that she would like to have a baby with Martin. Now, obviously, uh, the, the real father of Arthur is is Kush, and and so she wants a, a desperate wants a baby with Martin, and uh, they've decided they're going to go for it. But obviously, what happened last time with uh, Stacey, she gave birth to Arthur, and then had postpartum psychosis. So uh, hopefully, she will not be going down that road again. Uh, she'll need to have lots of mental health uh, help behind her. Hopefully, she will get it. But yes, that's happening, and then. This is something that people do not want to see as far as I'm no, concerned. I, know I certainly what you're don't say. want to see it. It's awful. Yeah. So Whitney in a hospital bed, Mick there at her side, Lee off in the other cafe doing goodness knows what and just pretending that everything's fine. And uh, uh, Whitney kisses Mick and it looks like for the first time Mick responded. Nobody wants this. Nobody wants to see Mick having an affair. They need to stop this immediately. We do not want to go there, see this go any further. I think people would be quite angry if Mick cheats on uh, on Linda. We don't want to see that at all. So you think that's all fine? Everything you know going on. You know things you like, <laughs> things that you don't like. All the all the residents are sitting in the vic and you know the rest of it. Max goes out, takes a phone call, says to this mysterious person, "I'll see you in an hour." Cut to. The Shard. <laughs> the Shard, that big tall building in yeah. London. I I actually live next door to the Shard. <laughs> so a bit strange, you know, seeing the Shard there. Cut to the very top of the Shard. Max is stood there. Now, Max has supposedly gone up to the top of the Shard for a meeting. Now, take it from me who lives in the vicinity of the Shard. It costs you 25 quid to get to the top of the Shard. He's paid 25 quid to go and have a word with somebody at the top of the Shard. <laughs> and it, it, it takes you two lifts to get there as well. You have to go up to the <laughs> second floor and then up to the top one, the 68 and the 70, 72nd floor. So, you know, it, it takes you a bit of an effort to get to the top of the Shard. Um, anyway, he goes up there and he's meeting a mysterious property developer and it looks like Max Branding is going to take over the... Dis- take over albert square and destroy it (laughs) it's it's that was just so odd it was so odd bonkers bonkers we all know if the show is going to survive we cannot have albert square taken away so 
I'm a, I'm a bit taken aback by what on earth Max is playing at and how this is going to happen. But yes, there you go. It's absolutely crazy. And and I think he wants to start off with burning down the Vic. I'm not sure what his problem with the Vic is. I don't know either because I, I, I actually turned to my husband last night and said, what's his problem with Mick? What have yeah, they, exactly. You know, what I have thought they, they were done? friends. Yeah, I, I thought, thought so they, too. You know, it's all a bit strange, isn't it? It's. It, it, I, I thought the first house you'd want to get rid of was Ian Beals, but there you go. Well, exactly. Uh, do you know something? It's all a wee bit confusing. That was a bit of a curveball. Um, the the bus crash was a bit of a curveball. Um, I'm really not happy about the Whitney thing. I mean, it has been the most kind of intense soap this week, I think, because, you know, you're kind of <laughs> sitting there thinking this is all a bit bonkers. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not liking I'm not liking bits of it. I'm really not. So hopefully they'll there's pull been it out a huge, the There's been a huge online reaction to it, actually. People, they'll be very pleased with the reactions because viewers have been really getting passionate about it now. And, you know, there's a lot of people saying, what on earth is happening with Whitney and Mick? This has to stop immediately. That, that seems to be the majority opinion there. And then uh, people complaining about the fact that Martin is walking around with a pasty in his hand after being <laughs> run over by us, which is true. He did have a pasty in his hand um, when he was uh, saying he would have another baby with Stacey. And then... Um, yeah, all the stuff with with Max as well. And this is coming, you know, hot on the heels of having lost Ronnie and Roxy and what on earth is uh, is Jack going to do? And, and, you know, and all the stuff going on with the Vic and Babe and Lee and, and Denise and, and, and new Michelle being back and all the rest of it. So, yeah, it's all a bit... Ugh. I don't know where where things are happening anymore. And, uh, and the strange thing, of course, is that uh, this bus crash that we saw was only filmed last week and we saw everything to do with it this week. So... You know, this is really last minute stuff and I'm not entirely sure what is happening with it and uh, and, and, and why they kept it so secret for so long. So this is uh, it's quite exciting. I'll tell well, you that. Yeah. They're, they're well, maybe it's this... a new direction for for EastEnders. You know, they're doing things more kind of last minute to, to you know, kind of hide storylines or certain plots from people. That, that would be an interesting way of doing things. Busy. Very interesting indeed. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's quite something. Yeah, um, you know, stay tuned because we cannot predict what's going to happen next. Oh, definitely not. Listen, bring back the overflowing bins. Honestly, <laughs> I'd rather see that than Whitney and uh, Mick getting it together. Listen, David, it's been so good to talk to you. Always is on a Friday. I really love my Fridays with you. If um, obviously, yeah, uh, I want you to have a great weekend. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Have, have to have anything nice. Uh, no plans actually. No, I, actually, sorry. I, I did. I, I've, I've given people an NTA mention, and I forgot to mention Faye Brooks, who plays Kate Connor, won Best Newcomer, and Lacey Turner, who plays Stacey Eastenders, won Best Serial Drama Performance. Quite rightly so as well for everything she's done as Stacey. So uh, congratulations to them both. Sorry, I meant to mention them and I completely forgot while I was ranting about EastEnders. And um, I'm not doing anything nice this weekend at all. I've got some work to do, actually. So I need to catch up with that because I've been quite lazy this week. Uh, so that's all I'm up to, I'm afraid. Good for you. Well, I'm having a burn supper tonight, a delayed burn Lovely. supper. So uh, I should be thinking of you. I'll raise a glass to you. And uh, thank you. I do you like a bit of haggis, actually. It's very delicious. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. It really is. Yeah. Well, listen, there's spare haggis. You know, if you can make your way up, make your way. Up. I'm always inviting you. Make you make it yourself. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I caught it. I caught the haggis yesterday. <laughs> yeah, prepared it all yourself, did you? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> Listen, David, thank you so much for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, and I look forward to speaking to you next week here on RNIB Connect Radio. I take care, Jill. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. There you go, the fabulous David Georgeson. There. 
For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.